Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you're about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Alright. Galatians chapter 1. We'll do the TPT versions of this. Alright. So the book of Galatians is all about speaking about five things five major areas in the scriptures where five major areas where paul had to defend because in acts chapter 16 paul was preaching to the church in turkey the bible calls it asia minor or cilicia because paul was born in in turkey in a little town called cilicia but he wasn't raised there he was raised in another town and he had told them about the gospel. Play the same song, You Are God for Me, quickly. You know, your body, you are like, you are like the temple of God. Your body is the outer court. Your soul is the holy place and your spirit is the holiest of holies. If anybody preaches the word of God to you from the flesh, you are doomed. It's a playground on the, from, the, from the outer court. There's nothing spiritual there. So Paul was being fought concerning the gospel of grace that he was teaching. Even his discipleship, his apostleship, they fought it. So he wrote a letter to them trying to defend the message of grace, the grace of God, and to defend his apostleship. Like I told you, if you understand the book of Galatians, you will, you will understand the book of Romans. Because in the book of Galatians, there were some Jewish Christians who were not so staunch in the word of God or in the things of God. So there were other people who were trying to infiltrate their knowledge of grace with the law. So even though they were born again, they are called the Judaizers. The, those, who, those from the you know, Judaism. They were affecting the, the flow of the message of grace with the law. Now listen, the grace of God is Jesus Christ plus nothing. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ plus nothing. If your gospel is Jesus plus something, it is not the gospel. It must be Christ and Christ alone. 
It is not Christ and your sacrifices. It is not Christ and your works. It is not Christ and your performance, what you can do. It is Christ and Christ alone. It's not like God helps those who help themselves. It is Christ who helped us. And it is Christ and Christ alone. So, I might be running through we'll look at five areas that the book of Galatians is divided into. One is the gospel of grace. Two is justification. Three is the law and legalisms. The gospel of grace, justification, the law and legalism, freedom and behavior, and then the last one, unfortunately, is Jesus Christ. I said that again. The gospel of grace, one. Justification, two. The law and legalism, three. And then freedom and behavior, four. Freedom and behavior, four. And then the five is Jesus Christ. Is Jesus Christ. The gospel of grace, justification, the law and legalisms, freedom and behavior, and then Jesus Christ. Tonight, we will start with the gospel of grace. And we will see how Paul defended it. Now, before we get in here, let's go to Acts chapter 16. And let's see how, from verse 1, let's see how Paul began to take the message already to Turkey. Let's see how the Holy Spirit dealt with Paul in bringing the gospel to Turkey. You know, Turkey is closer to Syria. The Asia Minor part is what is close to Syria. Paul and Silas came to the city of Derby and then went on to Lystra, the hometown of a believer named Timothy. His mother was a Jewish follower of Jesus, but his father was not a Jew. Timothy was well known and highly respected among the believers of Lystra and Iconium. Uh -huh. Paul recognized God's favor on Timothy's life and wanted him to accompany them in ministry. But Paul and Timothy circumcised first before because of the first of the significant Jewish community living in the, in the region. And everyone knew that Timothy's father wasn't a Jew. So you can see the law here. Circumcision. So that was law. Paul didn't say that because I am Paul. You know, no. Sometimes you just need to not offend them. Just so that you can take the message to them. They went out together as missionaries traveling to different cities where they preached and informed the churches of the decrees of the apostolic council of Jerusalem for the non-Jewish converts to observe. All the churches were growing daily and were encouraged and strengthened in their faith. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, look at it, the Holy Spirit had forbidden Paul and his partners to preach the word in the southern province of Turkey. So they ministered throughout the region of central and western central Turkey. Hold on. This one tells you, if you are a minister, it is not everywhere the Holy Spirit allows you to go. If you are a minister and you tell me the Holy Spirit allows you to go everywhere. Reason why some ministers will die prematurely. Because they will not listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Now, he didn't ask them not to preach in Turkey. But for southern Turkey, he forbade them from going there. But for the western and the central 
part of Turkey, he allowed them to. This should tell you that the gospel they were preaching were not his. They are being preached, I mean, they are preaching the gospel that a master is leading them to preach. Now here you see the Holy Spirit. In the next couple of uh, uh, scriptures, you will see and the spirit of Jesus. To tell you is the same person. Now you must understand that the one leading them in this thing is Jesus in the Holy Spirit. He forbade them. When I saw this one, I understood why. There was, there was a time I went to outreach or something and then we were praying. We administered for five days and the last day as we entered into the room, the whole place was, the atmosphere was wrong. But, you know, we had come to the place. They believed in everything with everything we had done. And people were laying hands on. As I was laying hands, I felt an urge to get out. So, as I laid hands, I came back. And they asked me what is wrong. And I told them, the Lord doesn't want me to lay hands. Oh, but they didn't care. It was an opportunity to lay hands. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, I was just watching. The atmosphere was not ripe for that. But they couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. I went out. I, did, I don't know what happened again. But my point is that, okay, the Spirit of God just reminded me. There was a fake sickler who came as though he was blind. But a guy wasn't blind. As I laid my hands on him, I just knew he was there for, as a trap. So I took my hands off. It is not everywhere the Holy Spirit wants you to go. Musicians, it can be. You think you know how to sing. So everybody says, oh, come to my church. Oh, come to my church. Yes, you wish you want to go be a blessing. But you don't own yourself. You don't own yourself. You have somebody that leads you. I can get an invitation to go to the US. to, to come. The Holy Spirit can tell me you don't go anywhere. That's why I told you on Sunday, if you care so much about your life, you will not care so much about the one leading you. Because imagine... That I get an invitation to the U.S. to go and minister in T.D. Jake's church. I will start announcing before I go. Everybody will be like, this is a big opportunity to shine. But no man makes a man shine. You know they say that. That you, know, you, you need to know somebody to, to take you up there. You don't know anyone. You need the Holy Ghost. This is what has trapped a lot of believers. Thinking that I don't know anybody. That's why my life is like this. You don't know, need to know anybody. All you need to know is the Holy Ghost. If you know the Holy Ghost, he will carry you there. Men, can, Don't you understand? God is not a man. Men will fail you. Men will lie to you. Men will do it and expect something in return. But the Holy Ghost will carry you there. You know, years ago, I was like, I can't do well in ministry because the Holy Ghost doesn't allow me to mingle too much. Not because I can't mingle. Because the message we are preaching, you, you will see. It's, it's, it's different. If you want to stay strictly to the message of grace, you won't have friends. Because they think you are not normal. You know, think why, you know. I have some people who claim to be my friends, you know, or people I know. They still say, Charlie, you te they teach the word, though. But they will never get close. And when you hear them teaching, you will hear some of the things they say. And I'm like, really? So when I'm talking to them, I will, I will be correcting them in love. But they don't like the correction. So what? They stay away from you. Let the Holy Ghost lead. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me. I will follow your leading. That is why I ask you, 
even if you are going to, out to go and eat and he doesn't let you go don't go you are going for a party he says no you see when you are full of yourself or you care so much about your life there are certain things you won't listen because you think I have to go I have to be there really I must ask him that is why you must build a relationship with him so that it is easier to listen to him when he speaks you will save your life what if you are destined to be poisoned he will stop you from going you see verse 7 when they got as far as west of the borders of Mishia, they repeatedly attempted to go north into the province of Bithynia. Read it. One go. But again. This is the second time. The Bible says by two or three, a matter is established. One was the Holy Ghost. Here is the spirit of Jesus. You cannot be born again. And your life is not ordered by Jesus, by the Holy Ghost. You are in trouble. If you are let to go free, no, no stopping, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Why did he say the Holy Spirit? He said, and the Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus will not allow them to enter. What does he mean? Paul and the other people, they were poised. Please, were they going to smoke? No. Were they going to eat? No. They were happily going to preach the gospel of Jesus. But the one they are going to speak about says, don't go here. He's, the ones, he said, you have the zeal and the, and, the, and, the, and the whatever to go. But the one you are going to talk about, he says, don't go here. Huh. May Jesus lead you. Now, you, you understand the spirit of Jesus, right? Okay. Remember, it's not Jesus himself. It's, the, it's Jesus in the Holy Spirit at that point in time. Alright, go on verse 8. So instead, they went right on through the province of Mishia to the seaport. These guys were wild. Though. They are going here. Jesus said, don't go. He said, okay, let me go here. <laughs> Hmm? they are going here. The Holy Ghost said, don't go. He said, okay. Then we go here. He said, don't go here. Okay. It's not, it's not like they are sitting there. I said, okay, if you don't let me go. Let me. No. They are poor. He's preaching the gospel. Let your heart be like that. Be on fire to preach the gospel until you are stopped. As for you, you have stopped yourself. You, have, you don't preach to anybody. You have stopped yourself. Even when the Holy Ghost said, go here, you say, no. No fire. Can you see? Huh. So instead, they went right on through the province of Mishia to the seaport of Trials. Uh -huh. While staying there, Paul experienced a supernatural ecstatic vision during the night. A man from Macedonia appeared before him, pleading with him. Pleading with him. You must come across the sea to Macedonia and help us. Go on. After Paul had this vision, we immediately prepared to cross over to Macedonia. He did not think about it. Paul knew the Lord wanted him to go to Macedonia. They pack up their things and they're on their way. Oh, how I wish that spirit will fall on us in our time. 
where we are poised for Christ. When we say we are going for retreats, you are not coming to check your, your things to see. Yeah, let's go and pray for this. You are not coming. They did not think twice. They prepared to cross over the Macedonia uh, uh, to Macedonia, convinced that God Himself was calling us to go and preach the wonderful news of the gospel to them. May you know the promptings of God. Put your hand on your chest and say, Lord. Let me be on fire for the gospel of Jesus. Let me be on fire. Let me spread the gospel of Jesus. Some of you, I saw your phone invitation. It was beautiful. And I was like, ah, if you guys every morning, you can take a scripture on the gospel of grace. Just five minutes or two minutes. And you shall preach to people and put them on your status. Send it to all your friends that Jesus loves them about the gospel of grace. Do you know how much impact you are going to make? Some of us, it looks like our hands have been tied and our mouth is sealed. So we cannot go about telling people about the gospel of grace. The grace that saved you. You can't tell people about that. You think a lot of people are saved? You think a lot of people know the gospel of grace? <laughs> If every one of us will take it upon ourselves that every week I'll make sure one person will hear about the gospel of grace. If you don't preach the gospel of grace, it means you, you have not still understood the message of grace. Because when you understand the message of grace, Charlie, you want everybody. Do you know why I preach with this energy and I want, I want you to listen and, because I have come to understand the gospel of grace. The Holy Ghost said to mommy in, through prophecy and she said to me, when you understand the gospel of grace, when you treat somebody with evil, it pains the Holy Ghost, especially unforgiveness. Do you know what it means? It means you, you have not known and appreciated how much you have been forgiven. Reason why you are treating a son of the Holy Ghost like that. So you make him weep. You make him weep. You have no idea. When you understand the gospel of grace, when you when you are in loggerheads with somebody, you are in a hurry to solve the matter. Because you understand how much you were, you were forgiven. You were forgiven not because the person came to kill a cow or you killed a cow to God. You were forgiven because somebody took your place. Can you see that? So from Paul, an apostle. Now, so in chapter 16 of Acts, that is when the gospel of grace began to go to Ephesus. Uh, sorry, Galicia. Or Turkey. So here, Paul was writing to them. You will love it, okay? So I want you to see Paul's language and his mindset about himself, the message, and the people. So he said, From Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, my apostleship was not granted to me by men. Can we know that one first of all? His apostleship, the word apostle. <laughs> it's not white collar. Okay? The word apostle is not a robe with big sword or big cross. The word apostle only means sent one. So he said that Paul, the sent one of Jesus Christ. Can you see that? 
That's what he means. Paul, the sent one of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, are you sent of Jesus? <laughs> so in some churches, you must grow from pastor to, you know, before you get to apostleship, then you grow. It's not like that. We have all been sent. We have all been sent into the apostolic to go out there and teach the message of grace. Okay? My apostleship was not granted to me by man. He's telling you his source. Who sent him? For I was appointed by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. You see, this is what I was talking to you about. Who raised him? They will always make mention of that. They will always make mention of that one. That Jesus was raised from the dead. Because, you see, when you understand the message of grace and you say that Jesus was raised from the dead, it authenticates your message. You are not preaching of a Jesus that didn't die or a Jesus that died and was not raised. But your message is authenticated by the reality of a Jesus who lived, died, and now lives on forever. That is the, that is the authentication of the gospel of grace. Because if Jesus had not, had not you know, been raised from the dead, the message of grace would not have been full. Now, to the Galatians, if you study everything, you realize that the message of grace actually means heaven's freedom to men. Heaven's freedom to men. That's what it means. Heaven's freedom to men. Hallelujah. Oh, I love this. Yeah. So today, when people go to Bible school or they are men of God, their authentication comes from the people that laid hands. Can you see this? It comes from this apostle, this prophet, these are the people that laid hands on me. That is where, that's what they look at. So in other words, they function by the authority and the anointing and the grace of the one that laid hands. Can you see this? So when they are making references, they make reference to the one who anointed them. May you never make your reference to anyone. But to Jesus, Paul showed us Jesus and God the Father. Jesus and God the Father. They authenticate your calling. And they send you. You see what I'm saying? The message of grace is difficult to teach. Because there are some things you have to say. Do you know people would like to rely on fathers they have than the Holy Spirit and Jesus who called them? They always like to refer to their father. My father is this, and my father this, and my father. Because if their father is popular, we that we don't have fathers who are popular, then they won't count you among the rest. Can you see this? The essence of a father, Pata, he's your source. See, it's like when I'm sitting here, you guys are talking. I'm listening. If you say something that is not right, I must correct you. Because I'm your father, I'm your Pata. Now, if you bring me one billion. I might just endorse the nonsense you are doing. Because you put big seed on my feet. Try it with me. Try it with me. He said, my apostleship was not granted to me by man. For I was appointed by Jesus Christ. And God the Father who raised him from the dead. This should be 
your confession. Who called you? Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. Once I hear this from your mouth, I know you have been called to the message of grace. Who called you? Oh, I was anointed by TKT something. Once your spiritual father dies, you can only mention him. You have no support. There will be other powerful more than your spiritual father who have sons. You will not be known. But once you learn to stay with the Holy Spirit, he doesn't die. And he will teach you always, every day. When I think of how my understanding of the word of God and the, and the word, the power of his word in my mouth, but what my spiritual father taught me was the name Jesus. And the man Jesus. That is what he taught me. That is what made me. Can you see this? All the brothers and sisters, the word is Adolphus. Join, join with me as I write this letter. I explain to you. In the Greek, brothers and sisters, Adolphus, show us King James. Let's see. Okay, good. All the brethren which are with me unto the church of Galatia. Now, the word brethren, like I told you, brothers and sisters, mean that two people that are born from the same womb. To be more specific, identical twins that are born from the same womb. So, you and Jesus were born from the same womb. Every born, of God, every born, again, born again or Christian was born from the same womb. Because Jesus was also born from the same womb. Are you with me? That's how we are brethren. Brothers and sisters. Oh, I love this. Go on. TPT. May God's undeserved kindness and total well-being. This is another thing you need to know. Now, the words undeserved kindness is the same word as grace. Grace means undeserved kindness. Total well-being is the word peace. Irene. Which means your health Prosperity. Okay? And then total well-being. Now, if you read Paul's epistles, you always see this grace and peace. Grace and peace. Grace. That is how they greet people. He said, may God's undeserved kindness. He's, he's coming at you with the message of grace. In other words, may you receive the kindness of God that you don't deserve. Uh, can you see this? Yes, I'm not talking about the one you deserve. Anytime you think you deserve something of God, that is when you put a full stop to your life. You must struggle and work it out. Did rely on his undeserved kindness. You don't deserve it, but he says you, you deserve. You don't deserve the favor, but he says you deserve. Hmm unmerited favor. Look at this. Total well-being. Where is it from? That flows from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus be yours. So what do you say to this? Amen. This is prayer. He's praying to you. It's the same as the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with it. Somebody just read it and they go. You receive it. That is why when we quote it, we don't say be with us. It's with us. Meaning we have received. So this is prayer. He said, look at this prayer. May God's undeserved kindness and total well-being that flow from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus be with you. Oh, you must respond to it. <laughs> say, I receive in the name of Jesus. 
That's how we read the Bible. Otherwise, you read this and continue. Without knowing this is prayer. He used the word be. He said, be yours. In other words, uh, take it. Kata Lambano. Alright, four. Now he continues to talk about Jesus. He is the anointed one who offered himself as the sacrifice for our sins. He has rescued us from this evil world system and set us free. Just as the Father God desired, I told you. I told you that once upon a time, this redemption, redemptive act was the Father's desire to have a son who have sons. It has always been the Father's desire. How Paul knew, I don't get it. That is why you know that he did not receive it from man. It was given to him by revelation. Now, he is the word or the statement, this evil world system. What was he talking about? The religious system. You must do this before you, you'll be right with God. You must do this before God will hear your prayer. You must do this because God, you, Paul calls it evil world system. Because it was capturing them. It was putting them into bondage. Actually, that is why he began to say, he's the one who offered himself as the sacrifice for our sins. He has rescued us. He has what? Tell yourself. He has rescued me from this evil world system. If you don't understand it, you might be thinking that from witchcraft and well, evil well, evil. No, that's what we mean. He means the religious people. Charlie, the message of the law is more than witchcraft. The message of the law, it will, it will put you, message that will put you into prison. Message you hear and you don't feel like, you feel like you, you have lost everything. You hear and feel like you can't do anything. It's wicked. And it is letter. It will kill you at the end of the day. Bible said the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. So why would people still telling, be telling people about letters that kill? Selfish. But it's, it's not like they don't know. They have preached the, old, the law for a long time. Now going back to the people, to tell them, look, the 50 years message that I've been preaching to you, this is not the way. Yeah. You will lose face, you will lose credibility, but it is better to come out. I've learned well. If I go back and I go and find a revelation, something that I said, I come back the following day, I come and teach you guys, guys, you know what? I found something new. What I said last week is not fully the whole story. The whole story is this one. Do you remember I was teaching you about rapture? And I was carrying you. I mean, you were afraid. Scaring you that you will not go to heaven. Then I went, the Holy Ghost just showed me the qualification for rapture. Then when I checked qualification for rapture, it was just only three things. Once you are in Christ, you must be alive. In fact, it's either you are dead in Christ, you are alive in Christ, or you remain. These are the three qualifications. I said, whoosh. The way I ran in the spirit to come and tell you. Because you see, the message of rapture is not supposed to make the believer quick. 
The message of rapture is to get the believer excited, ready to meet his master. But we preach it as though we are the gatekeepers of rapture. We begin to tell you the do's and don'ts that you can be raptured. Are you, are you safe? <laughs> when I found that, even myself, I was at peace. Now, when I share the message with people and I tell them the qualification for rapture, because they are wondering, what else can I do? What are the qualifications to make me go to heaven? Is it big offering? Is it this? Is it that? Now they begin to wonder. You are telling them to go back to the law. Lord, what can I do? How can I bribe you? But you must find the truth. Look at it. He said, then, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. These are the qualifications. We who are what? And what? I, I explained remain. Remain means that in your earthly life, you are supposed to maybe have passed on by the age of 85 or 90. But you got understanding of, of the word of God so much that so much life is in you that you can't die at that 90. So you cross over the 90. You have remained. So you are remaining. You are remaining. And you will remain until Jesus comes. But those who didn't know, yet they were in Christ and they died. They have died in Christ. They are the first people that Jesus will raise. Go back to 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Meaning those who are dead. Meaning that we that are alive and remaining, we are not going to forbid those who are, who are dead. The next one. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So the category, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Go on. Then we which are alive, two and three, remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. This is when I knew born again are not supposed to die. We are not. It's either you are alive or you remain. Can you see this? So shall we ever be with the Lord. Is it not good news? So why do I teach you rapture and make you quick and fear that Lord have I made it? There are a lot of believers out there who think this way? They are wondering what they ought to do now. I've been preaching the gospel. Yet when you take a rapture, their hearts are beating. You preach about judgment day. And then some people will have encounters. They go to hell and come and tell you. And I saw some Christians in hell. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Please stick to the word of God. You have already made it. You have already made it. Say, I've made it. Hmm. Go. So you see why I can't have friends? Because they will tell me I need to bear fruit. I need to do this. I need to do. Hey. And I tell them, no, no, no. I don't need to do anything. I am saved in Christ. 
Once I'm saved in Christ, I qualify to heaven. Okay, okay, okay. What's awful? If I'll have to go to heaven based on my works, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 is not correct. This is not correct. Because the, the first time I became born again, this happened to me. Look at verse 5. Even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. Not by my works. By grace, I was saved. What happened to me after I was saved? Six. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, are you trying to tell me that I'm Is he going to drop me from the seat? Can you see this? See, you've, you are already, you've already made it to heaven. You are only on earth, not for yourself, to come and proclaim the gospel of grace. We are foreigners. This is who we are. This is who we are. Then at the end of the day, when he comes, we are gone. Because not everybody will remain. Some will die in him. Those who will die, may your death not be because you are afraid of the devil. The devil killed you. May your death be you went to preach in somewhere like Iraq. As you are preaching the gospel, they shot you, poor, poor. That's proper death. No. Not I was afraid of the devil. Some witch killed me. <laughs> Even the angels will look at you and be sad. So, have you seen a qualification for heaven? Please go and tell your friends. Relieve them from fear. Do you know how many people? Years ago, when you hear me teach about hell, oh Jesus. Even when a pin falls down, you hear. The whole place, there was one day I was teaching, a demon passed behind me. Yeah, passed behind me two times. They were in support of what I was saying. And the people were shaking. It was so scary. So scary. And I was teaching it. I've read books. I haven't paid attention to the word. From people, what people have said. You know, and what some books have said. And I was speaking everything. And I was giving criteria. How you will go to heaven and in the whole place. Quiet. Then I felt something pass behind me. And I went to look. And I was afraid. <laughs> he the one teaching that thing, I was afraid. <laughs> Immediately I, I look at my father. I said, that about your time as one. I said, time to call to and I preach, I preach for a while. And I said, let's pray so that God will forgive us of our sins. And there's no sin again to be forgiven. All your sins have been dealt with. Yeah. Isn't God amazing? Are you not excited? Yes. It frees you. Go out there and see. That's why a lot of people come into Christ without believing in Him well. They come into Christ because of fear. Because if you tell them all the things that will be happening, tell them they must come, they must come. 
Then after coming, they realize, ah, is that all it is? Say, quick, quick, let's go back small. So they are in Christ, yet they go out to food because they never understood the gospel story. They never understood. All right. Galatians. Oh, Jesus. Uh huh. Verse 5. May all the glory be to God. Somebody say, Glory be to God. Say it again. Glory be to God. Say it again. Glory be to God. Say, Glory be to God. When you hear me teach and I say, Glory be to God, don't say Amen. You also respond, Glory be to God. That's the response. Glory be to God. Amen. In heaven, when you see his glory and something sparks you and say, Glory be to God. You see the angels. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You'll be hearing like, like echo. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.